Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Breakfast with Patton Hills. We're back thanks to Burbank Homes, the builder you can trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes and Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona N-Line. It's an absolute beauty. 131355, Suncorp Home Resilience Line, or our text line is 0467736736. It's been busy. We'll get through that a little later on. But we've got a very special guest now, Hills. It's a, it's a new look coaching panel up there in North Queensland. James Maloney, who we had on the show uh, just a week or two ago, uh, joined us. And now Justin Morgan, who uh, might be a little bit excited about his old club and what's happening at Hull KR because they've made an important signing as well. Uh, Justin, I know your focus is in the, in the north, but uh, surely you've uh, you've cast an eye over to Hull KR and see that they've signed Jared Wawira Hargraves. Oh, he's going to be a fan favourite over there, Pat. I think uh, I think that's a really good coup for them. Oh, look, we've seen what Jared's done in the NRL and on the international stage. That's a huge boost for Super League. I think he signed a, a one-year deal. So uh, uh, I think it's uh, I think it's fantastic for Super League over there to get a player of his calibre to to join the Robins and and at Craven Park they'll be uh, they'll be buzzing when he when he puts under some of those. Uh, big carries that he has and those big shots that he's renowned for. Completely unrelated in your seven seasons at Hull KR, how long did it take you to learn the language? I still don't understand most of them <laughs> when they speak to me. <laughs> um, uh, look, I really immersed myself uh, when I was over there. I lived in East Hull. Obviously, as you know, there's two teams in Hull, Hull yeah. KR and Hull FC, and I didn't live on the black and white side of the city. I lived on the red and white side. And uh, <laughs> they taught me very, very quickly uh, how to order a beer, how to order fish and chips. And uh, that's most probably all you need uh, up in the north of England. Um, so I, I had a ball. I had a really good time. And time, time sort of flies when I look back and how long how long ago that I sort of was a young man and uh, you know, a brash young coach, I suppose, uh, with no fears in the world. Uh, and, and it was a great grounding for me coaching-wise. I had, you know, had a great time over there, had some great players that I coached and uh, certainly gave me a you know, a real boost to, to have a career in the NRL. And uh, you know, now, 20-odd years later, it's uh, still ticking along, which is nice, and a new chapter for me up here in North Queensland. Yeah, it's a good chapter. But you did put yourself through a linguistic Olympics, didn't you? You tried at Wales, like you went <laughs> Wales, then Toulouse, and then the Hull, and still found it difficult. Well, I, I, Hey, Heels, I'm not great at the English language, so I thought I might try a couple of the others. But, uh, I found out I wasn't very good at those either. But, uh, you know, coaching in coaching in France is, is, a, is a great experience as well. That was my first coaching job. And uh, and obviously at the start, obviously didn't know a word of French, but um, I certainly learned the swear words very quickly. But um, after, a couple, after a couple of years of, of coaching, um, 
you know, and as you know, anyone that, that's been to France or anywhere else in Europe or any other country in the world, really, if you immerse yourself in their culture, they accept you a lot more. So my broken French uh, got some half-time speeches, but when I got a little bit hot under the collar, I just reverted back to English. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a great opportunity for me. Um, obviously, you know, Trent Robinson was, was there with me at the same time as a player and then took over uh, Toulouse as a coach when I left. So he's obviously bounced on with his career as well and, you know, had some great success at the Roosters. So, uh, yeah, the Welsh language, another one that was difficult during the World <laughs> Cup in, uh, in 2000, um, we got the Welsh National Choir in to help us with the with the national anthem. And uh, I just I just mined my way through uh, all those national anthems. So uh, <laughs> even to this day, I find it very, very difficult. Most probably the most difficult language that uh, I've tried to attempt to speak is the, is the Welsh one. Yeah. Jeez, that's, mate, it's been a journey. Look, so you land in the north, you land uh, on Todd Payton's team with James Maloney. As I said, it's a, it's a new look coaching panel and you've got new look captains, including a 22-year-old in, in Tom Dean. Is it a risk? I don't think so. I think uh, I think the, the risk would have been if Jason Tomalalo and Chad Townsend weren't receptive to helping those guys through to the new transition. Sure. And I think Todd's made it quite clear publicly that you know, he's, he's, he's safeguarding the future of the club and um, he knows that these two younger captains are going to take some time to find their feet, to extra responsibility. But I know that the conversation you had with Jason and, and Chad earlier on or you know, earlier in the preseason – uh, they were more than happy to under to, to help those two young guys and understand the reasons why you know Todd made that decision. So, uh, look, they're, they're going to captain in their own way. I think Ruben's very much an action man, as is as is as is uh, as is Mud. You know what I mean? He's uh, you know he's, a, he's an action man himself. So, um, I think that the, the team will really respond to that. You know that they'll lead by example, um, and they've got some other good leaders to lead on. You know, we mentioned Chad and Jason. You know, Mac is still here. You know, Jordan McLean. So. He'll yeah. be able to give them some good leadership. Cohen Hess does a lot of leadership Monday through Friday. He's a very intense trainer, does a lot of talking. So he's, they're going to have some really good support around them. And, um, you know, and again, the club has also put some external support around them to, you know, to give them some, some people to bounce some ideas off, some ex-players and some, some people from other you know, walks, of, uh, walks of life to give these guys some guidance in, uh, in their new role of captaincy. Good stuff. Mm. Uh, it's, it, I'm sure it's all enjoyable, coaching, Justin, but what are the challenges of coaching? Oh, firstly, the heat in the North Queensland, that's <laughs> a big challenge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's been a huge shock, Eels, you know, it's... Uh, you know, just just the fact that there's certain days that you know that you know you can't get as much work into them as as you would like. Um, so that's been a new type of challenge for me. I suppose the last time I experienced the weather type was in the north of England. You know, there was times over there it's minus ten, minus twelve degrees. Oof. So you have to sort of think on your feet a little bit. Over here, it's the other end of the spectrum. You know, thirty-two degrees, ninety-two percent humidity. So um, you know, those external factors are the challenge. I, I think the the biggest challenge, or maybe the biggest lesson that I've learned, is that. Sometimes what you think as the coach is the is the is the best approach, and that might be more information or more education or more video or or more more feedback. Maybe that's not the best for that individual player at that particular time. And a, and a simple example is if a player is out of form, you know, and you want to you want to get him back into form, you want to make him play better, you want to improve. But sometimes you know more is not better. So uh, that's most probably the biggest lesson that I've learned through coaching. Um, and and also, I, I think you have to learn to adapt. You know, I, I'll have certain ideas on how things should be done. Todd will have certain ideas. Every coach will have certain ideas on how things should be done technique-wise, you know, might be culture-wise, but sometimes that doesn't fit. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, a very simple example, you see a lot of coaches, 
you know, they, they come out of a great system. You know, they come out of a great system as an assistant coach. They go to another club and they think, okay, I'm just going to blueprint what I've used at what I've seen at the successful club yeah. and try and implement it at the new club, and it doesn't work. So I think, you know, being able to change and adapt and, and understand, you know, it's a little bit horses for courses, um, that that's most probably you know, the, the hardest thing that you have to do because we're all driven, we're all competitive, and we all want to win. So, you know, we often refer back to things that have been successful for us in the past and say, oh, well, that, that's, that's the way to go. But sometimes that doesn't work in that environment. Mm. Hey, you, you you named the guns for this weekend. It's obviously uh, it's two o'clock um, Sunday afternoon in in Queenbee and against the Raiders. You, you look through this seventeen, mate. It, it just drips with you know basically rep talent, doesn't it? Pat, you're one hundred percent right. I, I just think you know I, I looked through the team yesterday and I just thought, well, if I was starting a rugby league team somewhere else, I'd buy him. I'd buy him. I'd buy him. I'd buy him. I'd, yeah, I'd buy him as well. And you go through the whole team and and. And we're very fortunate here, and and that was one of the you know the attractive things for me to to move here from from Auckland, um, and obviously you know I've got a great relationship with Todd that we've known each other for twenty odd years, and yeah. I like the way he thinks about the game and the way he thinks holistically about the club, you know, and uh, you know I, I like that he's a straight shooter as well. But the talent that was available was was most probably the I suppose the the final the final piece of the puzzle for me thinking well an opportunity to work with you know the you know, the Heel and Lukies, and then we've mentioned the Tom Tiernans, you know, Cohen Hess, you know, uh, Ruben Cotter, you know, Val Holmes, uh, yeah. Murray Tuolangi. <laughs> um, you know, you go, you go through the whole thing. Scott Drinkwater, you know what I mean? How, how, how much has he improved as a player over the last 18 months? You know, he's gone from, you know, a player that has flashes of brilliance to a player that, you know, is super consistent. His defence organisation is first class. Um, and, and, yeah, we're very fortunate, you know, that we've got, yeah, we've got a really, really good squad. Um, and you're going to hear every coach say this, and we stay healthy, you know. Yes, yeah, health sure. is going to be important. As every successful team is generally healthy for most of the season. But in terms of talent, we've got some really good ones. And we had a really solid training session last night. Uh, the guys are sort of jumping out of the skin. They've had a gut full of us coaches and high-performance <laughs> staff yeah. screaming out of four months. And, and no one to let their, their, their anger out on. So uh, they, they can let it out on the Raiders this weekend. So, uh yeah, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a cracker. We followed up with a little camp as well, which would be nice, and then uh, weekend off before the real stuff begins. Hey, just quickly, and uh, I know we really appreciate your time with today. What are your visions, and what's the coaching panel's vision for Jason Tamalolo this year? What do you want out of him? Well, I, I think I think we want to see some brilliance, you know, and we know how devastating he is with the ball. That that'll be key for us. You know, he needs to bring that, and I think he will bring that. We're realistic in knowing that, you know, in terms of where he is within his career, he's not at the front half. He's most probably just over the, you know, the halfway point and then mm. towards the back half. So we know that we can't drive him into the ground. So we're going to have to be selective with, you know, how we use him and when we use him. But we want to make sure that we have that devastating Jason Tomalolo that carries the football and that is hard to put to the ground. Um, that that'll be that'll be what we need to do. How often we need him to do that. Well, you know, that, that's something that we're going to have to gauge as coaches because, like I said, you know, he's he's closer to 30 than he is 20, yeah. you know, so uh, that, that'll be important. So Jason's been working really hard on his movements defensively because, you know, for a big man as well, that, yes. that's going to be key. We've seen the game over the past 18 months, how fast it is and all these new 
new rules that they keep bringing in and uh, trying to you know skew it towards the little blokes, which I don't like. I like them skewing it towards the big blokes because it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a little bit a little bit easier for them. But uh, I think it's going to be a really entertaining season with with what the commission has has put in place with the new rules. Um, and it's going to be ball in play a lot more. So, yeah, we're expecting Jace to have a good season. He's had some really good moments at preseason. Yesterday, he trained really well, moved well. Um, but again, we're just going to have to we're going to have to manage his time out on the field. That's that's going to be key. Like you do, what we're going to have to do with all the players at the back end of their career. You know, Jordan McLean's another one. You know, so can't expect these guys to be playing 60, 70 minutes. You know, yeah. we have to make sure we get quality out of them. Mm. Brilliant to talk to you, mate. We really appreciate your time today and, and the insight. And we can't wait. I mean, every Queensland fan loves the Cowboys, and uh, we're you know hoping for a big year from them. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a great day. Talk soon.